This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Wednesday week, my Wednesday edition. Uh, tonight I've got a very special guest. You can see him stood there right now. It's the uh, the host of the other podcast. It's uh, it's Mr. James Mappin. How's it going, Paul? You all right? Yeah, I'm all good, Dan. Thank you very much for having me on. Do appreciate it. it must have been scraping barrel to get me on. Must ask. No, I, t- I tell you what, you were uh, you were you were top of the list, mate. If I'm honest, we uh, we had, we had a few on, and uh, some of these have been great. Some of them have been, you know. Hard work, you know what I mean. But some of them have been they've been really insightful to have uh, have guests on like this, and uh, and it's one of them where I kind of I'm really wary about it being the you know you do the um, what's the one you do on a on a Wednesday night? Is it the, the bit Twitter? True, yeah, yeah. yeah, where you've got lo- lots of different voices on. So I try. I, I didn't want to just straight up rip off the idea. So we tried. You know, Ash and I put our heads together, and he, and he came up with this, and it's and it and it's a great way of talking to other fans. So it's not just the Dan Fudge show. As much as I'd like it to be, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. So uh, during this this segment, what we do, we talk about your your experiences with Sheffield Wednesday. See if you've got any stories back from the past. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take it back to uh, to the early doors and just sort of say to you. So you know, why Wednesday? Where did it all start? Well, I grew up in Walkley, so from our yeah. bedroom I could see Hillsborough. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, you could see it, see it down in the down in the bottom there, uh, stones throw away. Um, so yeah, my dad's—I would say my dad's a big Wednesday art. You know, he's never—I think when he was younger he had a season ticket, things like that. But you know, he's not not got a season ticket now, mainly just to work. To be fair, but yeah, having lived in you know close proximity, all my mates Wednesday fans, you know, living in that in that area, just grew up being. Been Wednesday, which is, uh, I mean, it could have could have been a lot different because uh, all my my dad's side of family they're they're on the other side, you know, the, the dark side as we as we say. So he's a bit of an anomaly, which I'm glad for because I'd, I'd, I'd have hated to be one of them. Let's uh, let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, like you know, growing up close to him, close to Hillsborough, um, I said that's that's probably the main reason why. And yeah, my, my, my earliest memory of uh, of Sheffield Wednesday, unfortunately, you know. 
I am a little bit younger than yourself, Dan, and uh, I, I'd never saw, you know, the 90s and the glory days and things like that. Um, my earliest memory is actually getting relegated out of the Premier League. Um, I wasn't Jeez. there. I can remember listening to it on the radio and, you know, the, the Arsenal game, you know, the 3-3. Um, and then, yeah, I, that just kind of sticks in my mind, just being in the kitchen, listening to it on the radio. Um, so, yeah, all my memories of, of Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, the, the Chris Waddles, the Carlton Palmers, the David Erse that people talk about. Unfortunately, I've not got those. Obviously, I've, you've seen all the <laughs> clips and things like that. And it really annoys me when people talk about them and, and say how good they are and everything. And I just haven't got those memories. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, the earliest one was, you know, getting relegated. So I've, I've, I've only seen us when we've, when we've been shit, really. Um, I've not seen us. <laughs> I've not seen us when we've been in the in the glory days, you know, 91 Cup final. Um, my father-in-law, I go to all the games with, he regularly talks about Boxing Day Massacre. Does my head in talk, how he talks about it literally all the time. I could probably tell you the the full game, like the full 90 minutes, like from, from minute one, he's told me that many times, to be fair. Um, but yeah, just, just Wednesday through and through, um, which of course, hence why we do the, we do the podcast as well. Absolutely. I mean, I, I had a similar thing. Like a lot on my dad's side of the family, I, I grew in Din- grew up in Dinnington, just outside, uh, just outside Rotherham. So they're all they're all Millers, every every one of them. And um, <coughs> excuse me, the um, my mum's side of the family are all are all Wendy. So, and and, and I kind of got taken to both. There there was a real like choice I had to make as like a ten year old, where one week you know Rotherham would be at home, and then Wendy would be at home a week later. But I, like you say, I was watching Premier League football here. You know what I mean? I, I'm watching exciting players. I used to find Danny Wilson really exciting to watch. So, so I'm going back, Danny Maddox. That's who I watch. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's what I was going to ask you. So, did you have like Seabon on the back of your shirt and people like that? Do you know what? Do you know my favourite player? I don't know what. Don't ask me why. Uh, Derek Geary. What I right. mean, up until the point where he did what he did, you know, then then yeah, it yeah. But at the time, I, I used to love Derek Gear. I don't know why it was. Maybe the fact that he put you know 110 effort into absolutely every single game. You know, he was only small. I'm not tall. I'm not tall myself, so I could probably re- relate to that. And and yeah, he was just uh, just a warrior, weren't he? And you know, you know, came in at the time. You know, with Quinn and Morrison as well. I think didn't they all come from the same Irish? team i think I'm, I'm sure they all came from the same same club um but yeah he was one of my favorite it's funny knowing you, when you ask about like you know best players of all time or favorite players i think i think the favorite player question is, is quite a good one because you do get a, a, a like a, a varying mix like some some of these names that crop up for for whatever reason you might have seen them in i don't know getting a chip butty or whatever after a game or something like that. And you've just kind of stuck to that player or, or whatever it may be for whatever strange reason. But yeah, Derek Geary were, were one of mine. I mean, there has been some terrible players that I've, that I've seen in, in that time when we, when we got relegated. And that's, mm-hmm. that's when I, that's when I kind of first got a season ticket. Um, my dad never bought me one. I never had a season ticket with my dad. And if like, like I said, he never really, really went, but I got a, got a season ticket with my mates sat in the grandstand, absolutely miles away in it up, up there for the people that do yeah. sit up there you need binoculars don't you to to see the pitch i've never been to st james's park but i imagine it's like well obviously it's not as bad as that but it, it certainly certainly feels like it when you when you're up there um but yeah there has some been some um yeah some terrible players 
the, uh, the, the the ones that I remember as as it, yeah, like you said, right? The the favorite player question is always a weird one. I always try to ask people of a of a certain age, not Walker, Sheridan, uh, not Sheridan, Waddle, and Nurse, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Come away from them. And uh, and so you're right. Some of the some of the responses we get. I mean, I used to have an affinity for Ian Nolan. I thought he was. I don't know why. Purely because he just used to tear about. And I remember there were there was a game in the mid '90s where he. Uh, Armstrong from uh, from Spurs broke his leg. I think it was the tip and the fib, and you could hear the crack. I used to sit halfway up the cop as it as it kind of goes goes on the angle, and I remember hearing it, and I remember going, "God, that's that's bloody awful." And uh, and then the fact we saw him again, I was I was <laughs> dead happy with. But it, it dawned on me that when you see see players like that, you go, "Why did I used to like Ian Nolan?" That's that, you know what I mean. To some people, that's just dead weird. I think and, people um, always crop up on the favourite player. He's kind of like what I said, really. The the players that put 110% mm-hmm. effort in. You know, your Callum Patterson's of this world. You know, he's not yeah. not the most technically gifted player. But because he puts all the effort in, it kind of... Fans just kind of warm to him, don't they, really? So, so yeah. Um, I said, Derek Gear until he did what he did, which, yeah, can't forgive him for that at all. So Yeah, there was, there was, there was what? Quinn, Quinn, Geary and Bromby all went, didn't they? And, yeah, and you know, there's something hilarious about going, look at you getting our cast-offs. But also, did we piss them off that bad? Because you kind of realise that your club is is essentially a business. And, and if you're not good enough, you get out. And there's no room for sentimentality. And, it, and it's when things like that happen, you kind of go, oh, oh, well, we're, we're not the entity that we thought we were, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what? This is a quiz question for everyone. How many players have gone the other way? How many players have we had from... I don't think we've had actually directly anyone from Sheffield United, but it would be one for how many players have played for us after playing for Sheffield United. I think there's been a few loans and things like that, yeah. but I don't, I don't think any have come directly from United straight to us that like they have done the other way. No, do you know what? I, I, I genuinely don't think there has been. I, I can't think of any. I can think of a few names that have worn both shirts, but I can't, I can't think of can't think of one that we bought from United. I mean, Jesus, that was. Can you imagine the uproar? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh yeah, it would be it would be terrible, especially in this day and age with the social media. On it, to be fair, it would be it would be pretty bad. Okay, so let's uh, let's let's move forward. So I, I assume your first shirt was uh, a Chupa Chups one. Like or or did you get one when you were a bit younger? Do you know what? One of my first shirts was a goalie kit. Goalie kit. Don't ask me why. I've no idea. Um, the if you've seen the the video that's on YouTube, I think it went on today actually with the the guy that, that the young lad that does all the foot the orange foot, one. Yeah, that one. That's the one that I mm-hmm. had. Um, I never had players' names on the back. I always had my own name on the back. Uh, mapping number one. Um, Brilliant. Do you know with the like the fuzzy felt type name set that they had back in back in the day? Um, Do you know what I had? I had the same thing, but I couldn't afford the number, so I just had the uh, you know the really the one that splits opinion that looked like you had braces done it. Uh, the, the, you'd say Reggie Blinker kind of era with the white one down the middle, of the big white stripe, the Sanderson yeah. and the, the the white one there. I think one I said ninety five, ninety six. I had just fudge, just ri- <laughs> no number, just fudge, and I was like, this looks shit. I've absolutely ruined this shirt. <laughs> No, no comment on that one. To be fair, uh, but yeah, I had, I had, I had that kit as well. The one with, uh, that said SWFC on the on the side in yellow, and it had it like embossed all over. The, the the wacky one that you know, if they brought that one back, I don't think anyone would buy it. It's only good because I think it was crap. That's that's the only reason why that's good now. Uh, but yeah, I had I had that one as well. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know why I had the goalkeeper kit. To be fair, it's um, it's a weird one. Um, I, I must have asked for it at some point, but I, I can't really 
think why because I, I must have well, I must have only been six seven year old eight year old at the, at the time when I uh, when I got that one but yeah after that yeah it's the it's the it's the chupa chups era in it really and um and all all those ones Napoleon's Casino for the two thousand and five Cardiff playoff final. One with a huge. I, hate, I hated. I hated that shit. I really hated it. We got promoted in it, and it's now become like a collector's item. And for some reason, I bought it off eBay. Right, a few years later, and for some reason, it's signed by David Hurst, who never went anywhere near that kit. I don't know. I don't know why I own it. Do, do you know what? As well, one thing I would say. I saw all my mates used to have all obviously the Wednesday shirts with all the sponsors peeling off or peeled off. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I want to shout out my mum because. She must be fantastic at washing clothes because I never had any of my football shirts with the sponsors, all the names, or badges, or anything peeling off. And you just, yeah, all my mates playing football in the, I said the the Napoleon's one, especially not the one with the big block, but the one that had just the just the text on it. I think that text. came out the the year after or uh, or two. Um, yeah, that all just peeled off and everything. And like, what what are you doing? Like, what are you washing your clothes? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I, I, she did wash them, by the way. She didn't just not wash them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just Scur- put that scourge of uh, of all washing machines across Sheffield are the Sheffield Wednesday and United kits because the, the 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 white would go pink and then the the white in our one would go grey, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, okay, so let's let's move forward a bit as you're getting a bit older. I well, I, I want normally I ask this question in two parts. So your first away game but your first away game on your own where you're probably on the swills and stuff like that. So what, what type of, what did you end up doing? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I can't really remember my first away game. I have got, I've got a couple that I used to go with. Um, so my mate, his dad used to drive the coach for the park hotel where nice. probably going to be like 14, 15 year old, I would say uh, at the time, you know, me and him sat at the front of the coach, you know, being, you know, on the, 15 year old you know uh fresh eyed and all that sort of stuff and everyone's at the back you know creates a beer and everything i think there was there was one away day went to barnsley if you can call it an away day at uh, nine o'clock we set off front park hotel to get to barnsley at, for a three proper. o'clock kickoff <laughs> proper. proper i mean it's a long way in it to barnsley i must admit it is, oh, yeah. it is a- what is it seven miles <laughs> it, yeah, you've got to set off. It was nine o'clock, wherever they went. Nine o'clock. Beat traffic. Got to beat the traffic. <laughs> yeah, all, all the time. Um, there was there was one that we went to, um, Coventry away. At the, it was at the Rico then, or whatever it was called back then. By the way, how steep is that away end? That is, you know, <laughs> we'll see that this season, won't we? When we, when we go there, it is it is very steep. But anyway, we're on the uh, we're on the coach. So this must be probably what, like 2000, maybe 2006, 2007, something like that. I think it's like when we've just when we've just beaten Hartlepool like the next season. And uh, anyway, we're on his way. Sat navs back then aren't as sophisticated. You know, now it's Google Maps. Put it in; it just takes you wherever you need to go. Back then, it was Tom Toms and all all that jazz. Anyway, my mate's dad's got his uh, Tom Tom sat nav on, and. Um, We've stopped. We've stopped off at this boozer, and then we're we're on his way to to the ground. Anyway, it tells us to turn up this road, and he's like, "Looks a bit dodgy this one," but you know, sat and I was telling me to go up here. So you know, as you do, you follow it. Driving up, and roads getting narrower, and then you get to this one corner where the house is like literally on the corner of the of the of the street. So, and it's a a one way street as well. The coach is, is not getting down this this road, so he has to carry on going. It's a dead end at the top, but there's a car park. 
but unfortunately the car park's got the height restriction on, on it, which a coach, 52-seater coach, can't get in. So then he's trying to do a, what I can only describe as about a 74-point turn in the middle of the road to try and get this 52-seater coach around. And then there's a transit van in the way. He can't, he can't get around. He's getting, well, he obviously sat at the front. He's effing and jeffing. You know, he's, he's getting up. He's, he's wound up to the max. Obviously, time's ticking on. Everyone's like, well, we're going to be late to the match. Uh, you know, pissed up as well. Next minute, all we hear is just a beep. Like, beep, doors open, emergency exit at the back. About seven or eight lads have jumped off picked up this transit van and just bumped it down road. <laughs> jump, jump back on. Go on, we're, up, we're all right now. Off you go. Um, so, yeah, we, we we eventually got, I think we were about 10 minutes into the into the first half. I can't yeah. remember what the score was. Um, it can't have been that that great a game and we certainly didn't miss anything either. So, it, but, you know, these are the things that happen, is it, on, um, on away days. And I can remember going to Leicester um, when we, you know when we scored those screamers in the cup, yeah, when yeah, Brunt, yeah. Whelan, Tud Guy, and then um, you always forget the other guy that scored the penalty. Nobody ever, nobody remembers this. The, the, the guy who scored the penalty in that game he was on loan. Keep, keep going while I surreptitiously Google it. Uh, it you, you won't know it. Uh, it literally, if people are listening and they, and they know it, then you're more knowledgeable than what I am because I've, I've seen it a few times. But, uh, but yeah, that, that game, um, I can remember. Having a that, that was, you know, you said about the, the one where you go by yourself, uh, yeah, yeah, a few too many um shandies, let's say, like that one. And I can't really remember much of it, which what a game to not remember as well, like you know, when it comes to it. Um, yeah, have you have you found it? It's 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 a player we had on loan, he only played a few games. I think that was the only game that, that are we he, talking? Are we talking the one where we won 4 1? Yeah, that one, yeah. Away. Yeah, it says Chris Brunt on 11 v 11 that he did the penalty. So it was Tud Guy, Whelan, Brunt and Brunt. And then any players, uh, Wayne Andrews is mentioned on here. You've got Glenn Whelan, Folly, Brunt, Spurs, Simic. Wayne, and- Wayne Andrews, I'm sure. Wayne- oh, no, Wayne Andrews got the penalty. I think that's what it was. That must that's- have been it, yeah. yeah I forgot but- he existed. That's absolutely just blown my mind. Who is he? Who is Wayne Andrews when he's at home? Do you know what I mean? Like, I no What's idea. he doing now? Let's get it. Let's get him on one of our shows, mate. Let's just let's just me and you just get him on and chat about the Wendy about winning that penalty. But probably, <laughs> yeah. he's probably got got that on his honours board. To be fair, but anyway, I probably yeah, don't have service there. He's probably had a fantastic career and won many trophies as well. But <laughs> just yeah, not I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna go down a Wayne Andrews rabbit hole later on. Um, so, so, okay. So now we're at like, um, let's get to like 2010 ar- around, around that era. So we're talking Spur, oh, Beavers, that type of thing. Like. Are, we, are we skipping the, the, the playoff final at Cardiff? Are we just getting... Oh, oh go on. No, t- tell me all about it, pal. I, th- I thought I was in already 2006, but yeah, obviously, you know, there was something happened that year. Uh, yeah. t- tell, tell me about that. Yeah, we just went to Cardiff, didn't we? And uh, just took over, just like we did at Wembley this year. So, uh, but no, that I mean, that, that was like, like again, you know, uh, we're about 15, 16 years old. I was going to say, you must have been a teenager at this point, right? Yeah, do you know what? The, the, the photo pops up and I look at it and I think, Jesus Christ, look how I looked back, back then when I was a kid. <laughs> it looked terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, like the shirts are just hanging off me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like now they... You've got to grow into them, James, yeah, really. Right? Like now they've gone, you know, you've got to have two more X's than what uh, than what you had before. Back then, you had to, you had to downsize, didn't you, really? That's like just to just to make them fit. Um, yeah. I mean, like what what a day that was. Like, just I can still remember. It's, it's a bit like um, 
when we played Hull at Wembley, well, for obvious reasons in this case, but you remember more about the the day and the things that happened outside of the football match than mm-hmm. the actual football mm-hmm. match itself. I mean, I know in that game, obviously, there was, there was six goals. Yeah, which, there uh, was six goals, but I, I remember, I think I, I missed the first one. I think I went for a P. Well, like, I can, I can one-up you there. I've, I can 11 or if you, because I missed two. Brilliant. <laughs> Once you go into the toy, I think I, I missed... Um, Glenn Whelan's goal, uh, and then uh, one of them was going to toilet. The other one, uh, I had to go and get a hot dog. <laughs> Literally got sent for a hot dog. Yeah, li- li- exactly. Yeah, um, and even back then, it were about fifteen quid for a for a hot dog or whatever it was. But um, it, it it weren't it, it weren't worth it because well, I missed the goal. It's one of those ones as well. When I think um, you went to the toilet, you absolutely you know he's like. Tiny in a knot, you're like, I, I really can't go. And I've got to, let's just wait until half time or, or the you know, um, till the whistle goes. You're like, gotta go, gotta go. So you leg it you know, 100 mile an hour down that concourse, and then you just hear a massive roar. And then you, you stop and you like, you think, like, run back, and you're like, well, there's no, there's no action. Yeah, it's there. not like there's a replay, they're not going to recreate it for you. Like, if you anybody's that? missed that, lads, you always do it. You run up the next turnstile and have a look and see what's happened. And you're like, well, you know, it's a goal. Like, it's literally, it's obvious. Like, it's been a massive role. There's obviously a goal. But yeah, you always think it's, it's like at Hillsborough. You know, it's my, one of my pet hates, isn't it? People that leave early. Um, and you see people go out in the corner where the copies, they, they all file out there. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously now there is the, the there is the scoreboard in the, as the replays on, but pre, pre uh, scoreboard. When people used to run back on, you're like, you've missed it, mate. Like, you're not going to see a replay. You've missed it. Just carry on. Keep going. Yeah, they, they kind of come running up them stairs and go, yay. It's, it's like it's like when there's a full team celebration and there's a, and they do a dive in the corner, like when Klinsman first did his dive at Hillsborough. And, uh, and Ian Walker, the goalkeeper, came running over. And as they've all dispersed and got up, Ian Walker just kind of slides into shot, doesn't he? <laughs> just he wants to do the dive as well. And that's what, that's what those guys are like, because we've just got like, you know, a bunch of lights that say shh to on them. Yeah, you know what yep. I mean. Like, what what do you think you're going to see, lads? Just to go, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, do you know what? As well, the same that that game is on YouTube again. I've watched it so many times. You know, there's only so many times you can watch Drew Talbot go around the goalkeeper in it. Really, mm-hmm. very much like Liam Palmer this year, and um, he's got to the point where I don't know if that, my memories are from what I've just seen on the telly, or whether they're actually my memories of being there. You know, it's when you watch it so many times, it just kind of gets. Obviously, yeah, eighteen years ago, it's, it weren't it weren't just last year, were it? So sometimes it can cloud your memory, can't it? And there's quite a few things that are, I think are like that. That uh, that game is, you know, I like sometimes, just like you just said, then like good. You don't know the good times are the good times until they've happened, right? Uh, but somehow, when you do something really embarrassing that will stay with you for the rest of your life and just pop into your head. And that game is responsible for one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. And it was, um, I was living in Southampton and we were playing Brighton in the, uh, in 2016 to get to the, to get to the playoff final. And uh, I connected with Lee Peacock and said, listen, I'm driving from Southampton. Do you want me to pick you up? Cause he was in Portsmouth working at Eastley at the time. And we got to know each other and chat, chat, chat. And I was, so I was sat in the car. I'm excited as shit. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this is really exciting. I'm sat here chatting away with Lee Peacock. This is great. And we started talking about 2006. I knew he was there. I knew he'd been in the, you know, the Brentford thing and all that. And I was like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And then I went, yeah, what? And I turned around to him and went, so why didn't you play that day? Knowing that he didn't score that day. 
right? It just it just evaded my entire memory that he he absolutely he's part of the first goal. Like is it is it is in the build up? And he went, I did play. I went, wait, what? I, I, I and I went, of course he fucking did. I was there. I seen it. Like you know, you just have an absolute brain fart. And every now and again, you could be walking down the street and it just pops in your head and you go, oh god, yeah. I remember that. Like, you know, things like that really just, they don't escape me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's quite a few moments that are like that, things that you things that you forget happened. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I've watched the full full replay of uh, of the playoff final from a few weeks ago. And, you know, wife would be like, but you went to the match. Maybe I've yeah. got to watch it again. Like, because I, I might have missed something. Like, you've, you've got to watch it again. Like, you can't can't just watch it once. Yeah, there'll be a point where I run into, I don't know, Marvin Johnson in about 15 years and go, why didn't you play that game? I did play. Shit, I've done it again. <laughs> so, okay, so, you know, we've gone through a few meh years and then uh, we got we got back into the championship and then it, and then it was a bit like mid-table, wasn't it? I mean, there was one year we finished like 12th or 16th or 15th, you know, and all that shit. Then we went down again. Now, were you there for the Crystal Palace game, the last game of the season? Do you remember that one? I remember it. It was on BBC at the time, weren't it? I, didn't, I, I wasn't yeah. there for that game. The the infamous um, kicking the kicking the, um, the the advertising hoarding and breaking. That's right. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I will never yeah, let him yeah. down. I mean, to be fair, he's dead to me anyway because he then went on to play for United, didn't he? So uh, <laughs> already kind of alluded to it. Add that one onto your list for another. Yeah. <laughs> Jot that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I remember that. I was, story I was on living Liam. in Croydon. Go on, sorry, James. Yeah, it's got a story on Leon, Leon Clark. Actually, I remember going to Wolves. I'm all ears. Wolves away. It's only a quick one. Wolves away. You sit on the side, don't you? Which again, I thought was bizarre. You know, as a young lad going to a away game, you always think, well, you're on the end, aren't you? You know, like that's where the away, away end is. Um, mm. Yeah, that, that bottom tier at Molyneux. And uh, yes, me and my mate seeing Leon Clark warming up and thinking, oh, is that fat get there? He is, he looks terrible, like warm, warming up, um, thinking like, Christ, he's not a footballer. Like, look at, look at the size of him. Um, scored two goals and I think they won 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves, Wolves really, it's one of them clubs, right? Wolves is one of them that you look at, and especially now, and you're like, why aren't we doing what they're doing? You know what I mean? So, what you know, the year we got to, we got to Wembley. And um, I remember playing there, and I think we beat them 2 0. And we were stood there going, We're fucking good. We're fucking good. You're fucking shit. Like, and I'm yeah. like, Yeah, have that. Ah. And then, like, you fast forward a couple of years later, we're in League One, and they're in the bloody Premier League. Yeah, like, I think the difference is they went for it and really went for it. Whereas mm. we kind of half arsed it, didn't we, really? Like, we went for it in terms of, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, like we've never done that before. But mm-hmm. yeah, in comparison to them, they were signing, you know, really good Spanish strikers, and we were signing Alman Abde. And, um, <laughs> and so, um, and you know, it's, sometimes it's the look of the draw. Alman Abde could have been an absolute will beater if we weren't injured and in the pointing dog every two minutes. Going to be fair, but um, but yeah, like, like I just think we that that season we we had a good go, but. Yeah, just didn't really go for it as as perhaps as much as what teams like Fulham and and Wolves have done uh, to get into the Premier League, really. But yeah, go on. But we're, we're back back to where you were talking about Crystal Palace, weren't we? 
Oh, it was the worst bloody day of my life. I was living in Croydon, which is the Crystal Palace area. And I ended up having to, I, I, I used to work like, I used to DJ at 3 a.m. And I'd stayed awake to get like the first coach, you know, the, the mega bus that costs a tenner. Uh, just to just to get up there, and it was full of Crystal Palace fans, and they were absolutely losing their mind, and they're having the best time. And then a coach got stuck, and all the rest of it. And um, and then when we when we got relegated, and they won and celebrated on our pitch, I was supposed to be at work that night, and I uh, I went, I'm not going, I'm not going. I stayed at my mum's, fucked it off, and got a train in the following day with the mug on. <laughs> just absolutely phoned it in. I'm not going back there. I'm not not having it. Not having it. Yeah. I'm going. That just getting relegated is just one of the. It's one of the worst feelings, isn't it, really? Like, you know, yeah. it just feels like everything's just kind of drained out of you. Obviously, the one at Derby wasn't too bad because one, we were, well, it was COVID, weren't it? So we, we couldn't really go. I mean, I'm quite thankful that we couldn't go, to be fair, because that was yeah. a really bad season, that one. Um, but yeah, the just you, you still don't want to talk to anyone, do you, really? It's just like, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday ruin your weekends at best of time or, or have done in you know in in recent time not not very recent times if things have been quite good haven't they but you know where in other in other years and other seasons yeah they do tend to ruin ruin your weekend but yeah when it's uh when you get relegated it is awful absolutely it, it's bloody awful and do you ever get a little bit of envy i, I brought this up on our show last week um that sheffield united have got a a lot more of a rich history in bringing players through through their academy and and kind of, you know, making money that way. But also, you know, the producing players like Kyle Walker that's just won the Premier League, for example. Do you ever get do you ever look over there with a little bit of green eyes and go, why don't we do that? Why don't yeah, we do it's that? Fair. It is yeah, you look over with jealousy and, and things. And part obviously, yeah, there's a massive massive rivalry between the two, you know, might shock people, but I'm happy for him to to, to do well. It's it, I don't, you know, until we're in the same league. You know, when, yep. when we're not in the same league, they can do whatever they want. It would be great yep. for the Steel City Derby to be a Premier League fixture. And for that to happen, they've also got to be in the Premier League. So there's some fans that'll be like, no, I want Sheffield United to go out of business. And they start yep. on the other. The Steel City Derby is a fantastic, fantastic game. So, you know, I just wanted both both sides to be up there and, and compete. And unfortunately, we've, uh, we've not been doing our bit have we in uh, in recent years but no back to the academy and stuff like that yeah you, you know it, it makes a sustainable club don't it? you see these you know teams that bring these players through and they sell them for three four five six ten million or whatever it may be depending on how good they are you know look at their their lad Illumin and jai like I, w- I wish we had an Illumin and jai do you know what i mean that they're right than, we've got no one right really there's literally yeah. no one coming through and everyone says oh you know bailey Cadamartri and Rio Shipston, yeah, Rio Shipston. I mean, he's he's kind of half broken into the into the squad, but he's not. I mean, he's not pushing George Byers or Barry Bannon for a place. He just gets a gets a, a place because everyone else is injured. Which that's not, that's not what you want. Like you want them to be to be good enough and 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 actually mounting a charge. And then when we do get someone who's got a little bit of potential in you know in Deli Bashiru, I know he didn't come through our academy, but he was still a young player. Then we just let them go on a free, um, like like yeah. the others, like the others did as well. Then, yeah, yeah, like we, we always shout and scream for the for the youngsters to uh, to come through and and play, but more more often than not, we we always think we bet we know more than the manager, don't we? But then, in times where they do play, uh, Matt Penny is one of them. We were all shouting and screaming, "Get Penny on the left! Like, give him a go. It can't be any worse than." 
whoever it was at the, at the Morgan Fox, whoever it was at the time he played, he was absolutely dog shit. He was awful. And you just think, yeah, maybe manager doesn't kind of half nil. <laughs> you know, or there's that one person that's going to have, I've got this football manager save. Matt Penny's, he went to Real Madrid for 25 million or whatever they said. Like, he's a, he's a will beater. And like, <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, football it, manager, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. It just, when it comes to that's that side of things, we are miles behind. Um, I think we're miles behind in pretty much every department to be fair um yep. I, I hate to say it but like the stadium as as much as i love hillsborough and it's fantastic and it's ours and you know it looks fantastic at night and things like that under the lights it's it's still hillsborough and it's still you know uh when they say it's a rust bucket and stuff like that um you look at you know we've, we've shut our shop at meadow all haven't we in, in, the, in the past couple of weeks or, or last week there's absolutely blinds us um from a commercial point of view that is so much better it does yeah there is a bit of me that just i'm a bit jealous of all that um i would you know but it's going to take time to do that you can't just do it overnight can you you can't just click your fingers and the next minute it's we've, we've turned into this big you know this bam off of a machine um and i don't think it's gonna happen whilst chan series in charge which is probably one for another day <laughs> I was going to say, we could, we could go on for that all day. I, I mean, like, you know, I, all right, I might not know more than the manager, but I can tell you now I know more than the bloody chairman about Sheffield Wednesday and running a football club and maybe not running a football club, but I, don't, I think I know more than him about running a football club. But just on that, I think I don't think a chairman needs to know um, a no, great deal. Run about, a business. Yeah, but just surround yourself with people that do. That's all you need to do, and he, and he hasn't done that. Um, so until he does that, I, don't, I think we're just going to be stuck in this cycle at the moment. I feel like I feel like what happened when Chan Siri came in, he went for a promotion, and we went for it. And then, you know, these success stories of of going for it and getting promoted, they're always quite well, well publicised. But but what happened was. You know, it's great with the benefit of retrospect, isn't it, right? Eight years down the line, it's great with the benefit of retrospect. We can look back and go, maybe what we should have done is invest in infrastructure, invest in, you know, the the, the travel to the bloody ground, invest in a youth academy, invest in this, and in a couple of years, we're we're equipped to go for it. Because if we'd have won that game against Hull, we'd have come straight back down. Because I I, I, I don't think we'd have, we we had the, the infrastructure in place as a club to understand just what pre- the Premier League's turned into. And that's and, boring, isn't it, Dan? Well, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? New geezers come in, spend them tuna bucks. Let's have them all. <laughs> it is, it's, it's boring. It, it's fantastic when you're spending 10 million on Jordan Rhodes at the time. Yeah. It's only after, when we're down eight years down the line, that we say, really, yeah, he should have spent more money on the training ground. And he should have spent this. But if he came out and said, look, lads, we're not, not buying anyone this se- this season because we've, we're building... A hotel on you know on Peniston Road at the side at Cop. Like you'd be like, no, I want you know we've got Backington at Middle at Park. Like we need a new we need a new midfielder. Like that, that's you know it's easy in hindsight in it to to say to say all that. Um, but yeah, okay. So uh, just to let you know, folks, we're recording this on uh, on Friday the thirtieth of June. So uh, yesterday, Dave Panchansiri released this statement uh, accusing Darren Moore of wanting four times his salary and he's gone, I'm not paying that. Well, he's gone, all right, we'll we'll stick a pin in it. See you later. Um, a lot of debate's gone on online, James, about who's lying 
and then Carlton Palmer went, you know, got pissed <laughs> up and went on the internet. But we'll try and put a pin in that one. Yeah, but, I mean, you see, did you see? He, he did a good screenshot, didn't he? Did you see what he actually typed in? By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he went, "What's the?" Blah, 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 and he wrote it like, that. <laughs> you know what? "I'm surprised that Google even knew what he ran about." He could he could have thrown anything that one to be fair. Yeah, he win a good advert for Carlton Palmer. It's a great advert for Google uh, trying to work out what it says. But I mean, I just you know before we wrap this up, I just wanted to know what your thoughts on it were because it, it's kind of it's kind of stuck in my craw for a day. What about you? Um, I think it's it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? It comes out and says. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Darren Moore. Uh, that, that's yeah. personal. And if he speaks, I'll speak. Uh, and then he's not spoken. Uh, but then Chan Series found it the need to to speak up about it. So he's kind of, I think, just an overriding kind of reaction is that it it wasn't needed. I, I don't think. I, I think everyone had kind of accepted the fact that Darren Moore's not going to speak, and that means that Chan Series not going to speak. And then. That'll be it. And we'll never know what yeah. happened. We might find yeah. out in 15 years' time or whatever when Darren Moore writes a book or something like that, what happened. But in the you know, in the immediate future, we're just gonna move on. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get the the tweet notification club statement, and I'm like, at first I thought it was a new manager, I must admit. Until I read what yeah. it, until I read the headline. At first, I was like, we've we've finally yeah, signed. For a second, you go, oh yeah, and then I thought, oh, we sold the club <laughs> when I said it when it said yeah. And he yeah, said, yeah. and then I'm like, has he passed away? Like, these are all these things that are going through my mind until I read mm. it. Just just waiting for it to load. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, yeah, I'm in Rotherham. So, yeah, you have to wait quite a while for it to, to <laughs> pile up internet. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're reading through it. And I'm just like thinking a, a little bit like the statement the other day with the American guy. Just a lot of waffle to just tell us basically that he wanted four times the salary and, and a three year deal. And he and he. And he didn't want to give him that. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's a lot of people have kind of jumped to chance here and said, "Oh, what he said is fantastic. We've got you know this transparent and things like that." Don't they're forgetting it's took kind of three iterations to to get to this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like he's a, a bit like a, a petulant child throwing his toys out of the pram. Um, yeah, Carlton Palmer and I think Clinton Morrison have come out and said what they've said. Um, about the whole situation, I believe that's what he's uh, what he's referring to, and he's had to kind of react to that. I don't know whether it's a case of, you know, these managers that have uh, applied for the job, whether he's thinking that they're not going to, um, maybe maybe he's not got the right caliber of manager applying for the job because of what's what's being said, and he's putting two and two together and thinks it's all Carlton Palmer's fault. Um, I'm not really not really sure on that one. I just think it just it just wasn't needed. It just makes him come across like a. I don't want to use the word lunatic, but I just have, haven't yeah. I, really? So it, and, and it, I just, I, this, there was, whilst we've been in League One, everything's been all right, because he's not yeah. really been doing anything. He's just been signing the checks. He's been appointing people like Liam Dooley um, to, to do the things that, that, that he should have done, you know, many, many years ago. Um, and whilst he's not been touching it, everything's been fine. All of a sudden, when he starts getting involved, I feel like he just starts making really bad, bad, um, you know, bad choices and bad mistakes as well. I think we're in this situation because he he overspent and did things wrong. So in one in one sense, yeah, if four times Darren Moore's salary is too much and he can't and we can't afford it, and and maybe or maybe it is the three three year deals the sticking point. I kind of applaud him for that in that. 
you know, um, that's not something that we can do. But in that statement, he's not, he's kind of made Darren Moore look like the bad guy. I think that's what his aim's been by saying it's four. he wanted four times. I said it to my wife. I said, Darren Moore wanted four times his salary and she, and she like gasped and like, oh, God, that's, that's a lot. And um, I put that tweet out, you know, about the average sal- uh, average salaries. It wasn't mm-hmm. that's what Darren Moore's on, but just to just to highlight that the average salary in the championship is around about four times more than what it is in League One. So I'm yeah. not saying I don't know how much he was on, and that, we're never going to find that find that out. But it's not, um, you know, it's not a that that's kind of maybe he was just asking for the going rate. We, we're never we're going to never know, and I think Chan Siri knows that he knows that. To add the context, we need to know what what exactly the amount was. And Darren Moore's not going to show his hand and tell people how much he wants because he rates himself. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm just, I just hope, just to kind of finish on Chancery, I just hope that, sorry, he does kind of learn from from his mistakes, which he seems to be doing. Um, I'm just not confident that in the long term he's going to make that many good decisions to kind of counteract the bad ones that he makes. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like he had a toy. Imagine like, you know, you know, like the old He-Man toys or the old wrestler toys, right. From the early nineties, like you've got Hulk Hogan here and one of the legs has fell off and then you're like, Oh, I don't want to play with that anymore. League one. And then your mum takes it to, to Smith's toys and it comes back and all of a sudden it's got a leg back on it. You're like, Oh yeah, I'll play with it again. You know what I mean? And yeah. and it's kind of got it's kind of got that vibe to it, hasn't it? And and then to call, hey, listen, me and Darren are still good mates, and and I'll come and see him for a glass of wine and a coffee one day, and then a week later chuck him under the bus like that. Because I mean, let's be fair, right? We we stole him from Doncaster. I'm just going to chuck some numbers out here. Let's say at Doncaster he's on 150 grand, right? And we've gone. Well, I tell you what, we'll pay you 200 to come here, and then the average going rate, like like your tweet said, was about 800 grand. He's gone. Well. You know, pay me what I'm worth. I've just got you promoted. Now, this is the shrewd. I, I don't think there's anything wrong in that conversation there. I still think there should have been a negotiation. I mean, for Darren Moore to, the way Chancery worded it was very much like, this is the lowest I'll go. I, I think there could have been a better negotiation there, but he's, he's kind of looked at it and gone, I'm not paying that. See you later. And just kicked him out, right? Now, you know, I feel like there could have been a bit of back and forth. However, there... I think that there was something in the back of Chan Series Ed that said this team last year should have absolutely romped that league and there was something wrong. And if if he was 100% sure that Darren Moore was worth that money, he probably would have paid it. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's quite a lot of things that come into it though as well. I think the three years was probably a massive stumbling block. Absolutely. What if you fucked it up in six months? Let's be right. You know, it's he- untested. It could, you know, it could all go horribly wrong, and then he's got to, you know, he's got to sack him come Christmas time. He's got to pay him off for two and a half years. Uh, exactly. At, at, at then a, a four times, you know, wage that he, uh, that he that he was on before, and then you've also got the fact that I don't know whether the conversation was had, whether Chancery told more that he wanted the top six or not, or whether that was just something that kind of came out in the verbal diarrhea from the fans forum. Um, but if it was, if it was kind of discussed he's probably thinking well i'm probably i'm going to get sack here because i'm not you know yeah. this squad ain't going to get top six um mm. i thought mid table would be good so he's thinking well if i'm going to get top six i'm going to get paid for 
to be a top six. And he wanted man. he wanted to secure himself. Absolutely right. And and yeah. I just don't think for some reason now Twitter seems to be polarized. You're either this camp or this one. But I think there's a lot of nuances along the way that I think people need to need to consider. I think the problem is as well. Just uh, just um, when when you look at it, these it's not just um, in, in terms of the the money and in terms of the uh, the, the length of contract and, and stuff like that. Like I said, it's Darren Moore trying to trying to stabilize himself and trying to absolutely secure secure something for him. And, and I think you're right. I think there wasn't many negotiations to be had. And it's it's easy to um, you know we gave long contracts before, didn't we? We were paying people for donkey's years that weren't even playing. Um, we've got rid of those, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we are where we are. So he's gone down the model of I'm going to give really short contracts. But the problem you have is when things go great and they're on a short contract, it's it's the worst thing because they just leave for nothing. Their stock's really high. Mm-hmm. When it goes wrong and you pay, you know, and you we, we do we have, you know what happens uh, now in twenty sixteen and what have you, we end up stuck with players that that aren't good enough. So yeah, it's it's almost like you can't win. Like whichever yep. whichever way it goes. He can't win. If he'd give Darren Moore a long contract and he got sacked in December, we'd have all been shouting and screaming. Um, and it's just we're in that interim, aren't we? We haven't signed a manager. If we sign a really good manager and we're, and we're you know top after six games, Darren Moore, who? <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? It's, uh, it's a fickle word like that. But listen, James, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. My apologies for going on and my apologies to Ash who keeps telling me to stop dating these things because there might be a backlog. But I'll uh, I'll put this out close to the thing. And who knows, between now and Monday, we could have had a manager in place. James, thanks a lot, man. Have a good night. No problem. Cheers, Dan. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.